Welcome to Wine, Spirits, and, and Witches. Witches. This is Monica. And this is Shauna. And we are your High Priestess for this evening. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. A little sniffly still, unfortunately, but it's you know, quite, it soon will pass. It's quite persistent. I apologize to everyone that's just going to listen to us yeah, sniffle and snort. And snort. And yep. We apologize, yes. So tonight, I'm going to try this on you one more time. <laughs> I'm going to try this one more time on you. So Stella Rosa is basically fucking juice okay it's like carbonated see. juice i think i got the pink moscato for you last time which it's beyond me that you didn't like it because it's just it tastes like juice it's yummy so i like we're gonna give this the old college try one more time give okay, me here one we go. sip okay here we go let's see not bad see okay all right wow it tastes like berries yeah it tastes like like juice it's fucking juice yeah that's so not bad this i is, like that yeah this is the stella rosa red so we know that you don't like the moscato for whatever reason but this is the red so wow, now i'm impressed we I'm found so impressed and i got high just from that one sip <laughs> oh my god that's all in your head i love it well you got i think maybe one more sip in there in case you want to go wild and okay, crazy maybe later i'll take another blast okay. yeah gosh like two sips tonight Woo-hoo. she's fucking partying y'all wow my god so I'm glad, cool i'm glad we we found a wine that you like because you had to have at least one wine yeah that yeah you liked. true but Where, you know i like my harvey's crystal cream sherry i know and you like your 40s and your Baileys. Yes, I do. And I like my eggnog, too. There you go. Yeah. But, you know, we're wine spirits and witches, so we needed to I find know. one wine yes. that you like. I like mead. Mead is delicious. Mead is great. Mead I, is If super you find good. a good mead, I will drink mead. I like sure. that. And I just wanted to say, we have these really awesome coasters that were gifted to us over Yule by my friend at Divinatrix Coasting. Oh, wow. I can't even say that because I'm sniffling Divinatrix Coasting coaching so she's a badass tarot reader and she's a business coach and a belly dancer and her friend at uh kilkenny design studio made these and one says this wine is making me awesome and this one says wine is the answer and i feel like both are very accurate i think so for tonight anyway yeah yeah so i just want to i'm really excited i feel very accomplished like my mission here is complete we found something that you will sip on that's a wine so Go us. We're on to a good start. Yes. So today we're talking about animals. All things animals that are in conjunction with magic and witchy foodness. Yeah, you know, as I walk my walk in the magical life, I notice that animals just appear in the strangest ways to me. They have all of my life. And I, I, I was just so inquisitive about what what does this mean when you start to see animals over and over again in different different ways let's say you're watching tv and a kangaroo is on there then you go driving down the street and there's a billboard there's a kangaroo then you pass a little petting zoo and there's a kangaroo that's not a coincidence that is trying to tell you something when animals keep on showing themselves to you there's messages they're trying to give you a message don't you think absolutely absolutely because they it's it's insistent man like they they pop up and they're gonna just pop up in the weirdest ways or it's just like in a very bizarre thing like one of my friends that lives in like in hollywood like by the fucking freeway like i forget i think it was a crane or something she walked outside her front door one day and she's like there's a fucking just like yeah a crane walking down my street like what the hell so it's like that has to mean something when weird stuff happens yeah especially when they're out of their element yeah i mean that's and they're trying to nudge you especially if over and over again you start seeing the same animal that is definitely you're being nudged 
There's yeah. a message for you, for sure. Absolutely. And as I was uh, developing my tea leaf reading skills in the past 20 years or so, animals started coming into the readings. A lot of animals. 90% of the time, I see animals in the reading. And I'll tell you one thing, my animals never lie. When I see an animal and I'll tell you what's going on with that animal, I'll tell you what's going on in your life, they never lie. Yeah. For Isn't sure. it cool? It's, it's very it's, cool. It's so cool. It's just because animals are better than people, whether they're real furry animals or animals in teacups. They're just better. You know, they're just so intuitive. They are the ones that see spirit before us, feel the weather conditions, earthquakes, everything. They, they can feel. You know, we had earthquakes in July here. And I don't, I don't think my animals like reacted. I don't think they were weird either time. Really? Because we had them like one day after the other. It was on the fourth of July, and then the next day. Um, I mean, my my dogs, they're they're all very. I, I don't know. I, they're my puppies. I love them, but they're like fake dogs. Like I don't think they count. <laughs> they're just like, I don't know. They must have just like been really great people in their past life, because now they're just like here pampered, and they're just like feed me and pet me and go fuck yourself. So they're kind of like cats. Huh. Yeah. Um, cats are very psychic. Cats they are. totally see spirits. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. I and mean, so do dogs. Yeah, too. dogs, dogs do too. All, all, all animals do. But there's just something about cats that just like they're a little extra spiritual. Yes. They just got like an extra sense that other animals don't have. And so I really like enjoy watching my cats, especially like when they're staring at something on the wall and yes. they're spaced out. I'm like, are you seeing a bug or a demon or a ghost or what what's up? Exactly. Yeah. Let me give you an example about uh, animal intuition. Uh, take you back uh, several, several years ago when there was that big tsunami. Yeah. Wherever that was, I forgot exactly where it was. Japan? No, no, that I don't think it was Japan. It was like an island or something. Okay. And um, here's all these people vacationing on this beautiful island. And all of a sudden, all the animals, the elephants and all the big animals, start heading for the hills. They're all in, in groves. They're going up the hills. And soon after that, there was a big tsunami. Now, my question was, if you're a local there and you see these animals leaving the space, isn't that kind of like a little message to you that something's going to go down? I mean, I learned my lesson just by reading that story that, hey, if you're somewhere tropical or anything like that and you see animals leaving the area, going away from uphill or going away from where you are, Follow those animals because there's something going to go down. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. And I don't understand why the locals didn't recognize that. That's what bothers me. It, it surprises me that the locals didn't recognize I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if the tourists oh, yeah, didn't I, recognize yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah. locals, you, you, I, would, I would think. But, I mean, maybe it just was a very rare occurrence. And so they were just like, what the maybe, fuck? Yeah, maybe they it never happened it, before. Yeah. But still, just the idea of all the animals leaving is, it, it, there's a reason. Yeah. Let's face it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so that blew my mind. I, I agree. Animals are really interesting. They're very intuitive. They're very healing. Like, I, I know a lot of people that are listening have pets, too. But yes. it's like they just, they're very in tune with your emotions. They know when you're sad and you need comfort. Um, my old cat, Wilson, like, he was very magical and he was very psychic. I bottle fed him. So I had him since he was just a couple days old. He was my little man. Yeah. And um, when I would do healings on people, like, when I was doing healings out of my house and he would come up and it was really interesting because, like, at the time I was focusing mostly on, like, physical healings more than spiritual healings, but through energy healing. 
And he would go and he would put his paw on the person, like they'd be laying on the massage Aww. table. And he would come and he wouldn't he wouldn't stand on them and sit on them. And he's a cat, like that's what they do. He would just put one paw on like a different area of their body. And then I'd be like, so what hurts? What are we working on? And it was always wherever he touched. Wow. And I feel like not only was he telling me, but I feel like he kind of like initiated the healing. Like he started it for me that mm. way. Like he, he did that with everybody. It was really interesting. I had a friend who had this cat named Floyd, and she called me one day, and she said that he wasn't feeling good. And this is when I started first working with crystals for healing. So she asked me if I would come over and work with a crystal on him. And I was new at it, and I figured, oh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I mean, she asked me. The cat needed some healing. So I went over there, and he was hot. He had a fever or something going on. And I just worked on him for a while with my crystal, and by the end of it, the fever was gone, and I was like pretty, felt pretty good about myself, pretty accomplished. And then it was a while. I mean, months went by, and then I went back over again to visit, and there was Floyd on the back of the couch just hanging out. And I was like, oh, there's Floyd. Well, you know what? This cat did, and I kid you not. He took his little paw, and he touched my cheek like to say thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Because I that's know that's so what sweet. he was saying. Yeah. That's what he was doing. Very that's gently, so he just went. And he touched my cheek, and I was like, he knew that I, I worked with him, and I healed him. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I loved so that. Sweet. I so loved that. Yeah. You know, um, animals are very susceptive to energy healing. They're very... Well, they're very in tune with energy, and, and so this isn't just talking about ghosts and spirits. They're also energy. So, like, cats are little Reiki hoes. Like, uh-huh. they fucking love Reiki. They love healing. Um, <coughs> one of my friends... Um, Alicia over at Naughty Fairy Creations had this cat named Harley. I would go over and hang out with her. And Harley would just kind of like stick her little head under my hand or something. And then all of a sudden my hands were hot. And I'm like, oh, I think she like activated my Reiki. Like, okay, well, she must want it. And there's never anything really wrong with the cat. She just really liked it. Uh-huh. And so she would like purr and like ham it up. Like she loved it. Wow. And then like either she'd be like, okay, like that's enough. And she'd walk away. Or like if I stopped, she would give me like attitude and she would bite me. Oh, wow. Like why, why did you stop? Or like if I came over real quick and I didn't stop and give her Reiki, like she would fucking track you down and she would bite you. <laughs> and, like, so she knew, and she didn't do it with just me. Like any other Reiki practitioners that went over, she, did it. she would do that with. But, and, and most animals are very like in tune with it are really cool with it um, my cat Wilson again he had a really bad fever once and at the time my husband and I only had one car and my husband had it he was at work and Wilson needed to go to the vet so I called him I'm like you need to come home you need to take this cat to the vet right now we need the car and I was like well like I have to wait for him to get home so I just did energy healing on him until my husband got home and by the time he got home when we got him to the vet his fever was totally normal wow Great. Uh, See, but my old pit bull, my Waffy, mm-hmm. was not okay with energy healing. Although he let me, he me? let you do it yes. when he really wasn't feeling good. But like, if it just like whenever I would like cleanse the house, I would I would cleanse myself and I would cleanse the animals too. Whether it be through like energy healing or like a little like light smudging or whatever I was doing. And Waffle had a lot of like also like a lot of pain in his joints, so I would try once in a while to just do some work to alleviate some of that. And he would just give you the, this look. And he had this big, fat, giant head and these tiny little eyes. And he would just look at you like, what the fuck do you think <laughs> you're doing? And I asked him, and I'm like, why won't you let me do this? And I swear to God, he was like, because you never asked. Oh, wow. Like, I never asked permission. I was like, do I have permission? He's like, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can totally pick up on what my animals are trying to say to me. 
I need, and one thing I always know for, with other people's pets, mm -hmm. and it's the weirdest thing, when they're thirsty, and I'll say, the, your animal's thirsty, give it some water. And I'm right. Most of the time, I'm nine out of ten times, I'm right. I don't know how I know that, but I just know that they want water. You must be a psychic or something. I must be. Yeah, you I should must be. Like, no. do that for a living or something, dude. My God. Um, I think that anybody, you don't have to be um, someone that's trained in Reiki or different types of healing to work with your animals because they no. understand that energy really well so just like a little tip for everybody out there that wants to work with their animals is the first thing that i would say is first make sure that energetically you're in as good and as grounded of a place as you can be and like clear your thoughts or at least just like you know make sure that you're not like in a bad mood or angry when you do it because you don't want to give your animals that because they'll take it real fast for you right right and you just imagine like white light i don't actually imagine white light i usually imagine like gold light because it's more soothing to me but like that or even blue is a really good one just try not to do green because yeah. uh, you don't want like even though green is healing you don't want to spread growth to anything that right, like might be right. bad so do like blue gold or white and have that light imagine it coming from the sky into your crown chakra on the top of your head and let it just kind of flow through your body and through your hands and out of your palms I would just put it into your animal and I'll imagine it going like deeper and like into their skin and like you know for an animal with arthritis I'll imagine this light like kind of coating the joint and like reducing the inflammation kind of like lubricating their joints and stuff like mm -hmm. that I used to do it for a couple minutes and a lot of times your hands will get warmer yes. and they'll kind of get hot I do have one friend that's a healer and her hands get cold but that's kind of like a, a unique thing. Usually your hands will get really hot. And that's how you know that it's working. And, you know, you don't have to work on animals too long. Like, five minutes max, like, yeah. honestly, is, like, all they need. And they'll really little. feel a difference. Little. Yeah. Yeah, they're little. And they're more pure and more in tune than we are. So they don't yeah, need they an so hour. Are. And you know what? The best part about animals, uh, especially our pets, is that they give unconditional love. Yeah. Unconditional love. You know, and they're just also just like super fucking cute. Yeah, they like, are. So, I, I think I mean, my guys are the most adorable thing. We're gonna life. have to just like I think there is a picture of Bandit maybe on. Oh, I think I put pictures of Bandit, your your dog who's sleeping in her lap right now. And I think being a very good boy, and Wolfman is in his little curled up bed there. Yep. So they're being very good during this podcast. I think I put pictures of them on our story, and then there's a picture of you and Vesper, one of my little yeah, ones. Yeah, my and little so, girlfriend. She's my little girlfriend. She's the high priestess of my house, and I'm so when she you, saw she you, wanted, and she, she was, was like, wanted to be with me the whole day. Yeah, because she did. She was like, "We are the superiors here, and I need to sit over there with her." Yeah, and she made it very known. She was like pouring me like pick me up now and hold me for the rest of the day i know yeah she's Which bossy like that yeah <laughs> she, she has that effect on people i think what we're gonna need to just like put up a, like just spam the internet with yeah, pictures with of our two, animals with two pictures and guys spam us back with pictures of your animals too no dick pics no no dick pics just, just pictures of of your cute animals. like animals or i uh, does anyone listening to have a hedgehog i'm all about that so if you have a hedgehog so i want to see a picture they're adorable i know they are adorable getting into talking about like animal communication because everyone thinks it's like very specialized and difficult and, i don't know i've just i've always been very inclined to work with animals i've loved them since i was a little kid i've always talked to them and stuff like that so i don't know if it's something that just came naturally to me or maybe i just never had that same like limitation in my head about it but i think if um if you already know how to give readings to a person then you, I, I believe at least that you can give readings to an animal, mm -hmm. but it's also about having a connection with animals and respecting them, yes, you know, um, absolutely respecting them. I get annoyed. Like I had guests over, um, 
like last week or something like that and someone was sitting on the couch and my dog jumped up on the couch and they like yelled at him and we're like no and like pushed them off of his lap and it's like i get it that that's your personal space but like there was a nicer way to do that and it's also the dog's house and the dog's couch so like if that person were to come up to me and be like oh yeah like i started doing animal readings i'd be like well my experience and seeing your interaction with animals probably tells me differently like you have to approach them with respect Mm -hmm. you know and value that and that's the first thing i'll say but the thing that we need to understand when we're talking with animals especially um an animal that isn't talkative so to speak they don't usually talk with languages not initially they talk with visuals Mm -hmm. and they talk with emotions and feelings and so that is the first thing that you should do like even when you're just like training your dog Mm -hmm. you know like a lot of people don't want their dogs on the couch. So you tell your dog, no, get off. But in our head, we're still seeing them sitting on the couch. So we're telling them to get off, but we're sending them a picture of them on the couch. And they're like, um. So when you tell them, no, get off the couch, like, imagine them getting off the couch and send that to them as you're telling them so that they, like, can connect the visual with, with it. it. And yeah. so you can kind of start with, like, basic commands even and then see if you can just do it without words like look at your dog and just like tell it come here and like say it in your head and like visualize your dog coming to you and even if they don't come to you they'll look at you like are you talking to me like they'll start to hear you and that's how you kind of open that up yeah but you know uh you've seen bandit talk verbally to you right before like he'll go, like where he'll do, like, yeah. Heavy, yeah. When he starts, when he yeah. starts all of his barking and his growling and stuff. Yeah, he'll just do like to have a conversation, like he'll want to talk to you. you yep. Know? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. My Labrador used to do it too, and you'd be like, "What? Yeah. What happened?" And she just kind of, she'd yeah. get all worked up. Yeah. 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 So cute. I think after you start working with like pushing and receiving um, visuals and feelings from an animal, you really can start to get. Um, words out of them because i talk to animals all the time like people call me at green man i've like had full-on like hour-long you know sessions with an owner and a pet and stuff like that so they do talk in words and stuff but it's like i think you have to just kind of just like with anything you develop the relationship to get it to the point that's there so if you have never done it before first i'd say start with the energy healing and start with like energy work with your pet and then move up to sending visuals and sending emotions and things like that and you're gonna see that Right. It can, it's going to just open up more and more and more. Well, I want to give you some uh, symbolization of, of some of the animals, some common animals that when you see and what that means. is. How do you, you think that's a good idea? Absolutely. So I'm going to start with an owl, <laughs> one of my favorite birds of prey. I love owls. And what owls um, mean is um, secrets. So if you keep on seeing owls, owls keep on appearing to you, just know that someone has a secret. And maybe it's yours, maybe it's someone else, but it will be revealed. That's the trick to that one. Also, owls give you the ability to look into someone's eyes and see the darkness in their soul. If they're, if they're a negative person, uh, owls will uh, give you that ability. So, so you, like, if you see an owl, it's just like, hey, you can go, like, kind of scope people out and, like, do, like, an intuitive background check. Well, if you keep on seeing owls, that's the message that they're trying to give you, that there's going to be a secret revealed and that you have this ability to look into someone's eyes and see the, the darkness in their soul. Okay. Um, I thought that they're also about, like, wisdom, though, no? Yeah, I mean, yes, that's the that's another meaning for it, wisdom. Some people, the native, some Native American tribes take it as an, a negative omen that there's going to be death. 
Yeah. Uh, but I don't I don't take it like that. That's not where I take it. I've heard that I've heard like bad luck. Yeah, bad luck. And that's not where I go with owls. I mean when I see an owl it either means there's gonna be a secret, someone has a secret, it's gonna be revealed, and you're gonna have that ability to look at someone's eyes and tell whether they're a good person or not. Cool. All right. Now, um, another common one is a bumblebee. And bumblebee bumblebee, it's awesome because it means success and accomplishing the impossible. What do you mean bumble you mean like like the black and yellow bees. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. Those bumblebees, yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, talking about the many animal experiences I've had, the weirdest, weirdest things. I remember living up in Sunland and coming home one night after a long day of work. And, and my contacts were just killing me that day. So the minute I walked in the door, I ripped them out of my eyes because I couldn't stand it anymore as soon as I stopped driving. Kicked off my shoes. And as I walked on the floor, I felt like, fuzz underneath my feet right and I said what the hell is this did fuzz head my cat like shred or do a shed today or what's going on well <laughs> when I turn on that light and I kid you not and I am not exaggerating and I'm not lying there were hundreds of dead bees on the floor on the windowsills all over the place and it blew me out of the water because first of all my first question is what does this mean I didn't even ask how. And then my second question was, how did they get in? Because no windows were open. No doors were open. I don't even know how the hell they went and got in my house. I took pictures of it. I mean, and I'm like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And if bees mean success and accomplishing the impossible, what do dead bees mean? So I didn't want to go there, but I took pictures and I was like, it always, it always baffled me. Baffled me. I've actually looked up um, the meaning of dead bees when you see them. Yeah, and it means that you're um, you're overworking ah, to the point well, of like go. burnout. <laughs> yeah, like well, you're burning out. Mm-hmm. What did I just say? I came home from a really long yep. hard day. Yeah. So that was always amazing to me. Um, I and- wrote down some stuff about bees too, actually. Cause okay, let's hear. It. As you know, I have a fucking huge bug phobia. Oh yeah, you do. I don't even like ladybugs, butterflies. Oh. I like and ladybugs. I'm okay at, at a distance. Don't fucking land on me. Wow. I'm fine with bees. Oh, me and bees are fine. I like bees and I like daddy long legs. Okay. That's about it. Okay. Um. So bees also they talk about the hive mentality, the community. Um. So if you want friendship or want more like, uh, coexistence and working together through family or like an office environment bees can help with that and they can talk about that as well um what else did i put down here for them you can also use like bee pollen and stuff like that um in spells even um Mm. to have things go your way that you are the leader of the hive Mm -hmm. bees can also represent um hard work Mm. and royalty Mm. very good you know, talking about my strange animal experiences, when I lived back in New Jersey, in Patterson, New Jersey, I lived in a, in a basement apartment, and I used to keep a diary just to release my thoughts and release my energies and my anxieties or my, my goodnesses, whatever. And I'm sitting there one, one summer day, and I happen to have a hole in my screen sliding door. Um, and I forgot to mention that I lived about 500 paces from the Passaic River. But I'm sitting there writing in my diary, and all of a sudden I hear, boom, boom. And I look to my right, and there is this huge, giant snapper turtle that walked into my fucking house. Excuse me. But I freaked out. <laughs> I screamed, and the thing went like into a, like a frozen position. And I was like, my, again, not how did it get here? What, what does this mean? 
this means something, and I don't know what the hell it means, but it means something. Then I continued to call my friend who took a picture, and I still have it. I've seen it. Yes, I've and you've seen it, seen it and yep. it's true. They look prehistoric. I'm they sorry, do. they look prehistoric. They have these spikes on their tails and on their on their, and they have these hooks. Oh my god, they're scary. They're like they <laughs> they bite your finger off. Yep. And I called another friend who tried to remove it, which the this turtle tried to bite his finger off, but eventually it got outside. And it wasn't until years later, years later, that I met the famous author Ted Andrews. He has a great. Uh, series of books called Animal Speak and Animal Wise Out. They're fantastic, yes. Fantastic. And um, I asked him what this meant, and he said, well, it means it's in the book. Well, when I read what turtle meant, I just flipped out because what it means, one of the things it means is issues with motherhood. And at that point, I was a single mom working many jobs, and I really felt like I wasn't paying enough attention to my children so I was having issues with my motherhood yeah and uh, it was so true and I was like oh my god that's what that meant so animal things don't happen but for no reason here's my question so like when we get to this because I I always like to go okay but why so okay so the, it made sense like the message that the turtle was bringing you made sense but ha- had you like known what it meant when it was bringing that to you how do you feel like that could have changed something to resolve that? Maybe it would have just brought it to your attention. You would have needed to like manage your time better. Or yeah, like or, or or not work. Maybe I don't know. But I was the sole provider, so I had to work. But yeah, I mean, try to figure out a way to spend more time with them or give them more of my attention. Okay, you know. But I didn't find out till years later. So, yeah, yeah. Lesson well learned. What I have I a cool little. It's it's not. I mean, I, like I'm sure I have a million really weird animal stories. Yeah, like if I'm I sure really sit there and think about it. Um, oh, I do have one that I think it's this one's funny. Um, but let me say, let me tell you this one first. Um, with just like spirit messages and stuff. So when my dad passed, I went to a psychic and. She told me that whenever I saw feathers, it was my dad saying hi. Now, I don't know if that's something that, like, is kind of like the pennies from heaven thing where, like, when you see feathers, it's always a spirit saying hi because I I had never heard it before at that point. And um, my dad had fucking six birds. Like, there's no way that she could have known that. So it totally made sense. So every once in a while, I'll see little feathers, like, in my walkway or by my front door, my front gate and stuff. And one day... um. It was the anniversary of my dad's death, and I was just about to walk in the door to work, and it dawned on me what day it was, and I was like, oh, shit. And I'm like, am I going to be upset about this? Like, how I'm trying to figure out how I'm feeling, and I, I was about to get upset, and I was like, no, I can't get upset right now. And, like, out of nowhere, this feather just appeared in front of my face. Wow. Like, it must have fallen from the sky, obviously, but I didn't see any birds. I didn't hear any birds. And it was just, like, this single little feather just, like, I saw it just, like, right at eye level. And mm. it was like, my dad, like, don't be sad. Yeah. You know, so that was that was really That's pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, That's very awesome. Yeah. So here, here's a funny one, and you you can try and tell me what this means. We we had just moved into our house that we're living at now, so this was about six years ago, and um, I had noticed that on the windows, all the windows had like the screens looked like they were kind of like pried open, so that made me a little uncomfortable already. Uh, my cats have since taken care of it, and there's no fucking win- screens on any <laughs> of the windows. My cats took care of that problem for me. Um. But I, I was falling asleep, and my husband was in the living room, like, on his computer or something, you know. And there was just this fucking banging on on the window. Like, it was just rattling. And my first thought was in my head was like, oh, it's an earthquake. 
because like I don't know. I guess like Windows rattle. I don't know why that's what I thought. Because earthquakes have a sound. Yes, they do. So I thought like maybe that's what it was. And I was like, well, I'll just lay here, and if it's really bad, like I'll get up. Otherwise, Ricky will come check on me, and it went away, no big deal. And then it happened again, and it was louder. And at that point, I'm like, and my dog started barking, and my pit never barked. Like he was a very good boy. He was real quiet for the most part. And it was like a scary, mean park. And I was like, I, I thought of those windows and those window screens had been pried open. I was like, oh my God, we're getting fucking robbed. And I start screaming for my husband and he runs in and it's this big fucking mess. The dog's barking, the cat's hissing. It was a raccoon. Uh-huh. It was a, I, I named him Henry. His name is Henry the Body Slamming Raccoon. So apparently what happened was Henry was strolling down the side of the house and um, saw my cat sitting in the window and just started fucking body slamming my window to get to the cat. Wow. And then the dog was like, hey, fuck you, that's my cat. No one fucks with that cat but me. And started barking at the raccoon. So then the raccoon starts body slamming the window for that, too. Anyway, so that's my story. It was horrifying, and now it's funny. But what do raccoons mean? Raccoons um, have masks. So it's trying to tell you that someone was around you that was not who they they said they were. They were wearing okay. a mask. Sometimes it's, it's a healing mask. You know, you use masks for different purposes. Uh huh. Um, but how I take it is, you know, someone who's trying to, you know, get over on you. It also represents thievery. So it's kind oh. of like a thing to like watch your belongings, watch your car, watch your, you know. That's usually what I think of is when I see raccoons, yeah. I think of little thieves. Yes. Um, yes. And so I kind of watch it. Also, cleanliness because they're really clean. They're they really are. clean. They animals. wash their food and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're pretty funny. Yeah. I do have another funny one, though. This isn't necessarily an animal like experience. Well, kind of. Um, in Los Angeles, where we live during certain times of the year, we have those little green parrots on migrate. And oh, yeah. It's kind of cool because you'll just be like walking down the street and then you just see like, yeah, yeah. yeah. you'll it's hear so it. So loud. Yeah, super loud. And you'll see these little green specks just flying through the sky. So cute. Yeah. And I mean, I always remember them and they. Um, Took up residency in my neighbor's tree, oh. which I don't mind them. But my stepmom had parrots because her and my dad were bird people, and me and those parrots did not get along. Yeah, we did. I I will eat them. I, I'm vegetarian. I will eat them. <laughs> um, but they're beautiful. They're really cool. They're cool for what they are. They're just like they're very different than dogs. But um, I remember like thinking about one day, and I was like, because I had a bunch of their feathers, and they're beautiful, and I was like what can I do with these? Like, what is the magical thing of a parrot? And I didn't think to look in a book or anything since I wanted to go off of my own, like, relationship with them. I'm like, I would curse people with them. I would, like, put the, like, fucking feathers and, like, a voodoo doll of them or something and squeeze it, like, because they're so fucking loud. Like, I don't know if you have any experience with, like, macaws at all. I know, they're very loud. They're startlingly loud and they can be very mean if they want to which is scary because they're being so to me it's a very annoying curse like you want to curse someone with a headache or something that and to get attention because they're very beautiful and again very loud so that's just like stoner shauna isms like yeah, what i'm thinking yeah yeah, yeah. what are <laughs> birds what are parrots for parrots are for diplomacy no, I disagree yeah. wholeheartedly. <laughs> and they all associate it with salt as well. So it because they're be, salty bitches. Or you can uh, <laughs> you need to look at your salt intake whether it's too much or too little. Okay. Yeah. I still think they're just it's salt because they're salty bitches and they're not <laughs> diplomatic. They're little jerks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's been nice ones and I just haven't met them. That's not a yet. very strong <laughs> possibility. Yeah. So what other animals can you can you give us? Uh let's see. Um. I'm trying to think of the, the most common ones I see. Um, well, you know, the typical one in, in a reading is when, <coughs> when I see a stork, 
Mm-hmm. Guess what that means? Babies. Baby coming. Baby coming for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, yeah, that's the typical thing. So the first thing that goes to my head is like, if you saw that in my cup, I would want to just take my finger and like scratch it, s- out. scratch it yeah. out. Would that help? Would that nope. work? Nope, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. So I, yeah. I, I so you have this poster in your room of of like these bears like working a spiral dancer. They're a dancing. Mill? Yeah, They're dancing bear. I love this this picture, and it's uh, I have a I have a uh, another picture in my room. It's a smaller version of it. it's in color. It's really beautiful. But this is the bear dance. It's called the bear dance, and it's a picture of all these bears standing on two legs dancing, and the bears go up the hill and into the woods forever. If you follow it, you can see it go all the way up in there. So to me, it looks like they're doing like a spiral dance. Yeah, um, they're doing some kind of a dance. They're having fun for sure. I, I don't I don't do bears. I don't do bears, and I don't do bugs. Um, okay, let me tell you about the bears while you brought it up. Yes. If you keep on seeing bears everywhere, it usually, you're going to get eaten. No, well, beside <laughs> that, it usually means depression. Someone's depressed. Okay, I was going to say anger. Yeah, is no, what it's I their depressed. Did. Depression. Okay. Yeah, and also medically, it's related to kidney and bladder. I see. I knew that. I, I, you must have told me that. Yeah, at some I'm sure point I did. But yeah, yeah. So that's what bear means. And like, if I'm doing a reading and I see a bear, I know exactly what that means. That's really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um. So snakes, like whenever I see snakes, one thing that I think of is um, regeneration and growth periods. Change and healing yep. as well. Yep. yep, absolutely. You know, I have a pet snake and he he is so fucking relaxing to hold. Like the second you, you just, you hold him and it's like he just sucks out all the anxiety or whatever, like silly words you had throughout the day and like he just takes them away and you know what like i'm not even saying that because he's a good guy because he's a little jerk like he doesn't bite but it's just like you can tell he's like an angsty teenager that's what he like reminds me of but the second you hold him like it's just like he's very healing but you know i think of um the snake's shedding process mm-hmm. because their their colors dull their eyesight's really bad they yes. don't eat um, they're very aggressive because they're very vulnerable and it's uncomfortable to move. And that is very much so like a changing process for us. Like change is very uncomfortable. But I think their shedding process also shows us that it's very well worth it because once they're done shedding, their colors are very vibrant. They're full of energy. They're hungry and they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really good reminder. So I like to also not just look at animals as messengers, but like use their energy as needed for different things so when you're going through change i like to think of the process of a sh- of a snake shedding its skin as that reminder that death and rebirth yeah 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 and don't forget the caduceus is what is that snakes yeah so yeah. two snakes and the aurora boris yeah yeah everlasting exactly. so absolutely um, another cool one that i like is the badger the badgers honey badger don't care i know that that's a very old reference but i don't give a shit because it's really funny um honey badgers are very vicious creatures and the thing that i like about them is that their energy helps us be strong and strong-willed to fiercely go after what we want Mm -hmm. um i mean they can take out cobras and like they'll get bit they'll just take a nap for a minute and then wake up and they're good to go um i had a friend that was going through a legal battle and it was it was very taxing and very draining for her but she was also very mousy at the time she didn't really stand up for herself ever and she really needed to and she just wasn't and i noticed that she always wore barrettes so i went to the store where like you could buy like different like oddities and taxidermy and stuff and i found badger bones oh wow and i made her a barrette with them to wear when she went to court 
to help stand her ground and get what she needed done and to defend herself fierce, fiercely. And it, it helped. So she, that was how she was able to channel that energy. So you can look at the animals and their messages and their energy and not just take it as messages, but you can like work with work, them. Work their magic. Yeah. Like, and so like for, with a snake, it'd be great. Cause I think, you know, snake shed is easy to get a hold of a lot easier than a bone probably. But even, like, if you find, it like, a badass picture and just, like, set it to the background on your phone or print it out and keep it on your altar in your room. Right. Well, let's go in another direction here. Let's go with animal spirit totems. Yes. And this is one of your specialties. I like, I mean, everybody has an animal spirit, uh, just like a guardian angel or, anim, you know, a, a spirit guide. Yeah. That they're born with, that walks with them for, the, for all of their life. And you usually kind of have a clue of what animal it is because you're very attracted to that animal and feel very compelled toward this animal uh as for me uh when i was younger um me and my friend used to go to macy's and and although i'm an animal activist and i would not think of killing an animal for its fur we would go into the fur department where she would try on a fox coat and i would just try on this lynx coat which i was lost in it because my little head and the big (laughs) fur i looked ridiculous but i just loved the way it felt on me it just made me feel safe and comforting and then later on as i explored my uh psychic world and my spirituality uh we did a path working to find out who our animal spirit totem is and it happened to be a lynx there you go and it was confirmed by mr ted andrews when i took his class and he said he saw it right around me and i almost passed out when he told me that because there was no way he would know that so everybody has an animal spirit totem the best way to do it is to do a path working a journey to meet your animal spirit totem which we do at the store as yep. well monica yes. teaches an animal spirit class that is really badass um i've taken it and i did re-meet my spirit animal i've taken that class twice actually because you taught it again when we went on that witchy camping trip at pacific circle yes for those of you in los angeles or southern and central california and you want to check it out it's super fucking cool they're called pacific circle revival and they do like a yearly witchy Witchy weekend weekend camp out and i i i don't do bears or bugs so i didn't think that i was going to really be a fan of camping but you know what i loved it it was so much fun and there was classes and workshops taking rituals like it was super cool it was super great so if you're in the area i highly recommend it yes um, but, and so I, I did take it there too. And, and both times I saw the same thing and the way that I might, so my spirit animal is a fox. Okay. And it first started years ago where I just, I kept seeing them everywhere. Like on TV, it pictures, like people would post right. it on Facebook, like fucking everywhere. And then this was actually around the time that I was taking your, your divination and scrying class. And it came up and something we were scrying and you're like oh look you have a fox and i was like what does that mean and you said that it can it means to like know when to be invisible and to like use your femininity and she goes it could also mean that you chop off all your hair and dye it red yes which (laughs) yes you know what i was very prone to do that like i throughout my life sporadically i will cut off all my hair and dye it red i used to do it all the time so that was weird when you said that because that's really random but it's something that i was very prone to do but after I took your class, I was actually going to um, my friend's, like, concerts, my friend's show. And so they had sent me a message and told me where to go. The place was called The Fox and the Hound. Uh-huh. And I fucking walk in, and there's little fox statues everywhere. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I did not chop off all my hair and dye red that time. Um, 
but I realized, I'm like, I think this might be, like, my spirit animal. And so yes. I started doing more research, and then I finally had a dream about it. I'm like, okay, so. There it is. Yeah. And, you know, different animals will come in at different parts of your life to get <laughs> you through a certain period. If you yeah. need strength or if you need healing, uh, you, you know, an animal will step in for that purpose, and then they'll be gone and go to the next person. But there's one that walked with you your entire life. Yeah, so, like, I would say, especially since I've, um, I, I've had that epiphany of watching the foxes follow me during that time of my life, which was when I started really formally and heavily studying witchcraft, it was like, was around that time. It was, like, within probably, like, my first, like, year or two. Um, and then doing these meditations, these past workings later, and a fox always following me, like, I know for a fact that that's what it is. Um, but I've definitely had other animal experiences that for I sure. think help. And it's not just like when the animals come to you to lend that energy, but you can also if you if you know the animals or you understand the energy of research, you go get the books Animal Speaking Animal Wise that we were talking about and you check Excellent. it out. Excellent books. You can figure out and you can call that animal and ask that animal to aid. Yes. yes. Absolutely. I would just say if you're gonna ask an animal spirit for assistance, I would try and give back to nature somehow. Like yes, give an sure. offering, like go you, feed the birds, go yeah. feed some seed or bread to the birds. Yeah, go do that or donate a bag of dog food to a shelter or even like every time that like we do a coven trip to the beach. One of our coven sisters, the coven sister, because it's always the exactly. same one we talk about. She, um, her offering is always picking up trash. Mm-hmm. You know, do something like that to be in tune with nature. If you're gonna like ask for the forces of nature and the creatures of nature for help, like I would definitely give an offering back. And if you do that, you'll see that animals are very giving. Yes, they are. They're a little bit too giving, you know. Yes. Yep. So I wanted to talk about St. Francis of Assisi. Mm-hmm. He's the our saint. boy. Yes. How many times have we used him for when animals people call us and say, my cat's lost, my dog's lost, immediately. 8.6 million times. Immediately I get yeah. out a brown candle. I, get a pic- I download a picture of St. Francis. Actually, I think I incorporate St. Anthony in that too to find the animal. Oh, that's smart. I like that. The and then St. Anthony, because he is the animal saint. Yeah. And every time, I, I'm not bragging, but I have a good track record. I, we yeah. have found many a pet. And you know what? It's funny because St. Francis and St. Anthony share the same candle color. Yes, they do. So, yeah. So, and I, I work, I, I would say that that's probably who I have my tightest relationship with is those two. Yeah. Um, and it's it's harder to find St. Francis yeah. candles or statuary and stuff, so we kind of have to get creative and make our own. Right. Um, we were able to go to Alvaro Street in downtown, and we found little medallions. Yes, we did. And it was fantastic. We got these little tiny metal statues that are like pocket statues almost. But we also got these little, like, two-sided medallions, and one side had St. Francis of Assisi, and the other side had St. Anthony, and I think we bought every fucking one in that store. Yeah, it's amazing. I and think we're going to have to do that again, because I, I I think that it's yeah. time. And you put them on, the, you could put them on their little collars, like, with their name tags, mm-hmm. you know? My animals have always, yeah, they always tend to have that. Or you can even buy St. Francis, like, dog tags or pet tags and get them engraved. They're, like, legit tags, so that's really cool. That is cool. So um, let's get to know St. Francis of Assisi a little bit more. So he was born in Assisi, Italy, and his real name, his real name is not Francis or Francisco, so this is misleading here. His real name, and I know that we have some listeners in in Italy, and you guys (laughs) correct me on my pronunciation, and I'm super cool with that. And just know that I have your typical valley girl accent, and so I'm going to try really hard, and I know I'm going to fuck it up anyway. But his real name is Giovanni di 
Pietro di Bernardone. Bernardone. Okay. Bernardone? I don't know. Someone will please correct me for that. Send us a voice clip on the Instagram because I know sometimes people have like left comments and I'm looking at them and I'm like, I still don't know how to pronounce it, but you can send us a voice message on Instagram and I'll be able to hear it. So um, he is the patron saint. First off, him and St. Catherine of Siena. I don't know. St. Catherine. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to read my handwriting right now. Sure, sure. They're the patron saints of Italy. Uh So he is one of the two patron saints of all of Italy. Um, And St. Francis of Assisi is the patron saint of animals. Yes. Um, Also ecology because he was really big into nature. Merchants because he was the son of a merchant, of a rich merchant. Needle workers. Peace, families, stowaways. He's also apparently the patron saint against fires and against dying alone. Oh, wow. Okay. It was kind of interesting. I didn't didn't do too much digging as to how he died, but I feel like saints usually don't meet very nice deaths. Yeah, yeah. Um... But he he was born the the son of a merchant, so he like grew up like with luxury, uh-huh. and then he got involved in the church and di- dove really deeply into that, and he kind of strove to live a life that was very adjacent to Jesus's. So he renounced everything and chose to live in poverty, mm-hmm. and he went around and kind of tried to spread teaching. He even went to Egypt, like he really like kind of did a lot there. Um, but why he is the patron saint of animals is, first off, he believed that everything around him, from other people to nature to animals to the sun and moon, were all his brothers and sisters because they were all creations of God. So he is quoted as calling the sun his brother sun and the moon his sister moon. Oh, wow. And he would call the animals his brothers and sisters, and he would preach to people to be kind to them and take care of them because it's our duty and because they are our siblings because we are they're a reflection of god Uh and he um was even said to have helped a village and a wolf where this wolf apparently was attacking livestock and even people and all the villagers were terrified of it and they wanted to go kill it but they were too afraid to and so he hiked up into this mountain where it was and he like called to the wolf and was like brother wolf like come here and let's talk and the wolf was said to have laid down at his feet and he had a conversation with the wolf and persuaded the wolf to not attack people and that he then went down to the village and told the villagers like we've made an arrangement that if you feed the wolf he won't attack you and other other stories has also said he went and talked to like a pack of dogs that lived in the same village and was like stop fucking with that wolf and be nice to him and he'll be nice to you mm-hmm. so I think maybe that's also might be one of the reasons why he's the patron saint of peace mm-hmm. um and this is what I thought was really interesting. He set up the very first nativity scene. Oh, wow. He set up the first nativity scene that he based off of, like, paintings that he had seen of what the birth of Christ had looked like. And he used real animals. That's awesome. Isn't that really cool? And, you know, some people, I've seen some people do that. Really? Yeah, in New Jersey, they did that. Yeah. They had a donkey and there's some sheep and, yeah. Do you hear that, Riggy? We need to get a donkey and some sheep. It's for Christmas. You have to get into the Christmas spirit. We have a whole year to prepare. Yeah. He's shaking his head no, guys, but like, I think we're going to have to try and make this happen. Yeah. I need yeah. my micro zoo. Um, let's see here. He also, yeah, he said that we should, he really encouraged everyone to project, enjoy, and celebrate animals and nature because they are God's creations. Mm-hmm. 
so you can work with St. Francis and call upon him for um, the well-being of your animal if your animal is sick. Yes. Um, I've done it just like, like, as a witch, we know that when people are kind of throwing shade at you or if there's funky energy in your house or a ghost or something, your animals can take that hit for you. And yes. they probably very willingly will do so yes, do. to protect you. But I don't want them to do that. So if I feel like there's a ghost in my house or I just feel off and weird, I light a St. Francis candle and I'm like, please protect all of my little babies. Right. And That's so that idea. is one thing that I definitely do just regularly if I feel off or, or something right. like that. But definitely with what is sick. But... I remember one time um, your daughter's dog and, like, her kids or somebody was playing in the front yard with the dog and a fucking tree fell. Right. And you remember that? And the dog that? ran away. Yes. And the dog ran away. And we panicked and we immediately got everybody at the store. I whipped up that candle and a few hours later, bang, the door was, the dog was knocking on the door. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing. You had everyone at the store charge it. And so can you kind of walk us through, like, if we wanted to prep a St. Francis of Assisi candle, how so would you do it? what I would do is I would get a brown candle and then I would just download a picture from the internet and I cut it out and I'd paste it right on that candle. Um, I don't remember what kind of oil I used. I don't remember. You told me when I did it for whoever I've done. I, one of my animals, the first time I did it, you told me to use a musk oil. Oh, musk oil, because yeah. that, right, that's associated with the animals. At St. Anthony, I use coconut oil. Yeah. Um, and we anoint that candle, and then we just charge it. I made everyone in that store put their energy into it, say a little prayer over it, so to speak. And light that candle, and a few hours later, that little doggy was knocking on their door. Yep. It was amazing. That's it. Just like it, it's moments like that where you're like, "Wow, this is this it's is magic. real magic." It's yeah, magic. It's magic. It's magical, Absolutely. Sure. So I I tried to look it up, and I was doing like a really rushed job because it kind of just like dawned on me later about like, "Oh, I wonder what we could use to make a Saint Francis of Assisi oil." And I found a lot online that were for sale, but I couldn't really find much about what um, ingredients what ingredients um, yeah. are sacred to him but I would say because you said like anything that has to do with the animals so that's why you said musk as fucking gross as it is there's civet oil there is civet oil yes. civet oil definitely has to do with animals because it's like a derivative of fucking civet pee yeah yeah um I mean, like, I've used sandalwood for bass. The Egyptian cat goddess bass. I know sandalwood mm. is sacred to her, and I have worked with her when my cats have been sick and stuff like that. I wonder if that would work for St. Mm. Francis, too. I don't know. We, I'm going to have to... We're going to have to do some homework on that one. Yeah. But I will say, when all else fails, just use olive oil. That is my cure That's for true. And when everything you, when in doubt, life. Use olive oil and a white mm -hmm. candle. Yep. I mean, or like, dude, come on. He's the patron saint of Italy. Use fucking pasta sauce. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. So he's, but he's awesome. And I loved reading about him and learning a little bit more about his life because he just seemed like he was probably a really sweet person. Really good guy. The yeah. other thing I will say is that his feast day is October 4th. Okay. And so that's the feast day of St. Anthony and it's usually honored. St. Anthony or St. Francis? I'm sorry, St. Francis. I always do that. I always mix those two up um, for the feast day for St. Francis. I wonder if that's the day they have the blessing of the animals. That is. Okay. That is. Okay. And that's the way that you observe and celebrate it. But the interesting thing is I could have sworn that I've seen the blessing of the animals around Easter. Am I yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. I thought that was a time. I don't know why. 
I don't, I don't get that. I, I even, like, wrote it in my notes. It says here, feast day, October 4th, arrow, blessing of the animals, arrow, Easter, question mark? Yeah, yeah, Because there yeah. is, like, blessings of the animals around Easter time, too, but it's supposed to be October 4th. You know, that's something I always wanted to do at the Green Man store, but there's too many allergetic people there. Yeah. So it won't work. Yeah, there's too many. Too bad. It's too bad, though, because that would be a really good ritual to do. That would be really cool. Wouldn't that be awesome? That yeah. would be really cool. We have to figure this out now. Yeah, we have I know. To we find, have to do it, right? We have to find find a way to make this happen. Maybe Mostly, in that, that space that uh, that we do May Day at, maybe that would be an option. That might be an option. Because it's an open area, open space, right? I mean, honestly, like I'm just looking for an excuse to get my chihuahua a new dress. Aw. So, <laughs> I love her like, so much. <laughs> she I is could, the cutest freaking thing, okay? Have you seen pictures of her in her tracksuit? I did. I've seen that. Yeah, she's and she, her little Christmas dress she had on last she week. She has sh- a sugar school dress too. She has a whole drawer of clothes. Like oh I don't God, know how many. Yeah. She probably has more dresses than me. Um, while I am insane and I do buy her outfits, yes. um, I was also gifted a lot of them. So just so everyone knows, I'm that guy, but I'm not that guy. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to get her something really fancy for spring. She's very fancy. Very she is fancy. very fancy. So yes. she needs something very fancy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have to look for it. I I will find the perfect thing. You'll see. So we're going to put up a bunch of pictures after this airs. And if you guys don't see it, because, you know, I forget stuff, just remind me. Yes. yes. But I will totally try to remember because I want to see all of your animals. We want to see your animals. Yes. We want to see your cats, your dogs. We don't want to see your dicks, but we do want to see hedgehogs, perhaps a pet rat. Rabbits, birds, whatever. Yeah. And then we will put up pictures of our beautiful. Babies. I say beautiful puppies with quotes because Monica's dogs are normal, adorable looking dogs. And then you see... Well, Jedi's an adorable, cute-looking boy, but my other two, Mesmer is, my little chihuahua is bald with one eye, and then Dahmer is a pug with this, like, insane underbite. So some people tell me that their face is only a mother could love, but I think they're the most beautiful things in the world. Yes, so they are, because the spirit <laughs> shines through, and they're beautiful. Exactly. Did you have anything else you wanted to chime in about animals? I feel uh, you like know we... what? I was just talking about this today. One last thing, and I don't know the real strong details of this, but I did see a video. Did you know that eagles have a choice to die at some point of their life or to go on? Because after an amount of time that they're alive, they will lose their beak and they will lose their 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 talons and they go into this state of 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 whatever you want to call it, where they can't eat or they can't fly. You know what I'm saying? Hibernation. I don't know if it's hibernation. And then if they choose to live, they will grow a new beak. And what? Yes, I swear to God, I saw a video on it. And if they don't choose to live, to they'll just starve. They'll to die. Death. They'll just die. Yeah, look it up. It's really fascinating. Uh, I I don't know why that just gave me the heebie-jeebies. I, know, I don't that, like that. That's the most bizarre, bizarre thing. It is very bizarre. But I saw a video on it, so it's true. So look it up, people. It's an interesting fact. That's what I wanted to just throw in there. And by the way, eagles. When you see eagles all the time, it is a symbol for accomplishing. Um, no, no, no. It talks about creativity. You're not. Where's your creativity? Where's your creative side? Interesting. You know, spiders can do the same thing. When you see spider webs all the time, it talks about building your web. It talks about creation and creativity. It also talks about, like, networking and protection. But it's about creativity, too. And also spiders are, are associated with writers. Really? Yes. I did not know that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm okay with daddy long legs. And after I learned that they kind of, like, 
really bring a lot of good juju into the house and stuff like that. Like, I don't kill daddy long legs and I let them live in my house. I don't escort them outside either. They're allowed to live there and I always have them in two main places. They're always like in this little corner of my kitchen near my knife lock and I have a, uh, a sun sunroof, sun uh-huh. window in yeah. my in my in shower. Ba- in the bathroom. In the they're bathroom. In the bathroom, yeah. Yeah, and they're always hanging out in there and so, and they're totally allowed. Like, I don't do bugs but bees and daddy long legs are cool. Yeah. So I'm all about that. So what do you think, guys? I want to hear about your weird animal encounters. What strange animal stories have you guys or funny had? Animal stories. Yeah. yeah, share them. Let us, share let them us know. Us. Let's hear about them. Who are you shouting out, woman? Oh, my God. I'm shouting out to my animals today and all the animals in the world. I like that. I did have a planned shout-out, but now I want to, like, shout-out to my animals, too. But. Sure, yeah. So I'm just going to do both. So shout-out to my, my three puppies, Mesmer... Hugry Dahmer and Jedi. Shout out to my two cats, Sam and Dean Meowchester, and my cat Beetlejuice, or my cat, my snake Beetlejuice. Yes, and, and now my grandkids. My... I got a cannoli and I have a monkey. I thought you were talking about your actual grandkids. I'm like, no, I'm no, pretty no, sure my they're grand humans. Cats, your grandfather. Cannoli yep, and monkey. Go. Yes. And for my human shout out, I do have a shout out to three awesome ladies uh, Anna, Melina, and Maggie. They are sisters and uh, a little niece here in their family, and they are some of the coolest girls I know, and I love each of them so much, and I think it's really cool because I think it's really interesting to see the varying ages. I mean, they're not, like, greatly different in age, but it's from, like, 35 to, like, 15, so Uh it's nice enough to, like, in age difference to see each of them like breaking generational traumas and curses and just watching them evolve like as a bloodline and as human beings and they're just all so fucking cool so my shout out is to those three for this week awesome and on that note marry me marry part and marry marry meet meet again. again